Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Kenzie Benali. And there's plenty of Newcastle fans in full voice behind us as they make the long trip back up to Tyneside, but a largely disappointing night for Southampton losing 2-1 here at St Mary's. Now here to discuss all the things post-match we have Dean Hammond and Adam Leach again. Dean let's come to you first as I said a rather frustrating night for Southampton even though they saw large quantities of the ball. Yeah like you say Steve there's, there, there'll be some disappointment from the result tonight but I think there's some good as well there was lots of good tonight. Um, we saw a reaction which we asked for before the game from the Aston Villa um, result, um, some some uh, an excellent goal for for Southampton, some good opportunities created, lots more possession of the ball, um, very very brave in possession, um, and look, we we saw a good Newcastle team tonight that are organised, fighting for their lives, look like they had a, a real togetherness, and it's very very difficult when. A team that I think Newcastle came for a draw tonight and at one all they would have settled for that. Once they get the second goal and they sit a lot deeper, they're very organised and play on the counter-attack, a little bit negative but didn't need to be any more positive than they were. It's tough. It's really, really tough to find that that extra pass, that extra quality pass to, to create the opening. And Southampton did that in moments. You know, the, the header from, from Salasu, the, 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 the strike from Stuart Armstrong at the end, Shea Adams hitting the crossbar in the first half. So there was lots of opportunities and lots of good. But like you say, a, a disappointment because I think there was, from all of us really, an expectation that Southampton would, would win tonight and um, get the three points. And they haven't done that. But the Premier League is a, a difficult league it's the best league in the world and it's so competitive and credit to Newcastle they performed very very well tonight mm -hmm. Southampton performed well as well they just didn't get the result that maybe did they deserve a point I think they did I think it was a pretty competitive fair game both teams performed well and I think a draw would have been a fair result but it was a, a spectacular winner uh, a bit of a freak winner you don't see many goals like that an instinctive finish um, and credit to Newcastle but there will be like you say, Steve, some frustration, some disappointment in that dressing room. They've not got any points from the game tonight. Indeed. Adam, as Dean said there, there was expectation on Southampton, uh, Southampton tonight. Ralph did say that we wouldn't see the same performance that we did against Villa. We didn't. Saints were much improved in that department. Yeah, I mean, for sure, they were an awful lot better tonight. Um, it was a. We said before the game we thought it would be close and, and competitive, regardless of how it went. And I think that's how it played out, really. The Saints were probably for my money the better team in the first half um, but they came out flat at the start of the second half and Newcastle were really good especially in that first maybe 20 minutes after half time and and then it was you're kind of chasing again then and then you just don't quite know but Newcastle were good and you've got to give them some credit as Dean said they did well they were good um, they're a good they're a good unit under Eddie Howe they've obviously got a lot of momentum a lot of spirit uh, and a lot of belief in in the way they're playing and the way they're going. Saints, I would say probably were just off of off of their best. There, they weren't they weren't at their best. They weren't quite at it, but they weren't awful either. It was just a night where it didn't quite come together for them. But not too many reasons to 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 get too down or to panic there, because as as I think Dean rightly said, that there, we did see a reaction to the Villa. Uh, performance and, and defeat. It just wasn't quite at the level that it needed to be to get a win. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. 
They've won five of their last six, the Magpies, but these Saints fans who've packed in here tonight, wanters don't care about that. They want to see a reaction to the thumping the team got against Aston Villa. And now Adams has it. Adams has broken to his right, and he's saved by Dubravka, is it? Or is it a goalkeeper to corner? Crosses to the deep, to the back post, headed up and down and in. And Saints have scored. Elianusi headed it back into the six-yard area. And Stuart Armstrong scores his second of the season in the Premier League. Shelby, though, crosses right foot. He's dangerous. Free header. That's exactly what Dave Merrington was talking about. Chris Wood got up. Great cross from Shelby. Out to Livermento. Early ball in. Didn't get the shot. And then off the crossbar. From a oh, ferocious volley that is. from Shea Adams. Target makes a signal, sends it left-footed towards the back post. It's headed back across by Byrne, and they do have the lead. And it's turned in on the volley. Lifts it to the back post, headed down, and Saints through clear it. Then the volley comes in, blocked off the line oh. by Salisu. Gives it back to Ward-Prowse, and then it's put in by Livramento. And in the end, his cross almost went in the net. Walker-Peters then lifts it towards the back post. Header down, Depravka away with a brilliant parry as he claws it out of his goal. Again, maybe guilty of overplaying, and Arsenal decides to fizz one, and Depravka tips it over. Southampton suffer back-to-back Premier League defeats for the first time since November. Well, let's dissect the match in a bit more detail now then. Dean, Saints obviously had plenty of the ball in the first half, took the lead through Stuart Armstrong. What did you make of that goal and was it deserved on the balance of play? I think so, Kenzie. Yeah, I think the goal was a, a good team goal. It came from a good spell of possession, a good switch of play from, from James Ward-Prowse, it really was, to a ball to Cole Walker-Peters, who I thought was excellent tonight. Really, really good at left-back, really positive, looked really strong, physically strong, very creative. And, and kind of comes back in, inside like we expect him to. A lovely step over, a lovely deep cross where Brozier and Elanusi are both pulled off to the to the back post and the win the header, win the contact. And then it's a good central run from Stuart Armstrong, which we see him do. And it was nice to see him get deeper into the box and maybe not hover on the edge of the box where he likes to get pullbacks or strikes a goal. And it's a header, unfortunately enough, unfortunately enough it hits Dan Byrne. I think the keeper probably saves it but it hits Danburn deflection and goes in. And I think Southampton deserved that at that point. They, were, they had more possession. Um, they were trying to be the more creative team. Um, they were taking that the ascendancy was w- with Southampton. There was that opportunity before that for, for Brozier where they pressed really well. They won the ball. They broke lovely pass from Shea Adams. And Brozier maybe just didn't need to have a touch. Had an extra touch and the keeper give the keeper an opportunity to come out and, and close the angle down. But I think to that point, Southampton were the better team in the first half and, and looked like we expect them to be. High tempo, high energy um, and trying to score goals and try and create things. So a very, very good team goal. A little bit of fortune with the finish, but you need that. And I think Stuart Armstrong deserved that, who also I thought was very, very good tonight, especially in that first half. Newcastle did get their equaliser though before half time Chris Wood getting his first goal for the club and Adam it it felt like it came a bit out of the blue I mean I actually missed it from up here in the stands (laughs) well lucky you (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I I think you're right it did come a bit out of the blue it was a disappointing one to concede really for Saints Um, didn't get much pressure on Shelby at all kind of allowed him to, to kind of pick pick his cross, which he executed superbly in fairness to him. And then Salasus just got caught under the ball, uh, basically. And Woods got the run on him in behind and has put the header away. Um, 
yeah, I think I think Ralph will be disappointed with that goal, to be honest, because I think there's a couple of pretty basic things that Saints could have done a bit better. But Wood Wood was a real threat for Newcastle today and a really important player for them. I mean, I was I was actually perhaps slightly surprised by how often, especially early in the game, they were prepared to go very direct towards him, and that that caused Saints some problems, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that goal was just just disappointing because. At that point, Saints Saints had a modicum of control. You felt in the game, and and you just when you're like that, what you don't want to do is you don't want to concede a goal that you feel sloppy. You don't want a sloppy goal. You don't want a set piece goal. Something like that. You want the other team to really have to earn it. If they're going to get back in, they're going to get that equaliser. They should have to earn it. And I think there was a slight sense that 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 though it was a it was a good cross and it was a good finish, Saints didn't do what they should have done, which gave them the chance to to get that goal. Well, then Newcastle got the second goal and for a few minutes, Dean put Southampton under some real pressure. What did you make of the start to the second half? Well, a slow start, Kenzie, if I'm honest, and a little bit sluggish. I think Southampton just got caught by a little bit surprised by Newcastle because they came out with a lot more energy, a lot more tempo and actually pressed Southampton a little bit higher up the pitch. And and with the goal, um, Dan Burns always a, a threat from, from set pieces. He really is and it's a good delivery. Um, he drifts, <coughs> he drifts off to the back post and wins the header. And then I, look, I think it's a, a freak goal. If I'm honest, it's a unique goal. It, it's a spectacular goal. It's fantastic technique, but more instinctive. I don't think he actually he meant it, but didn't mean it. If if that makes sense, the ball's behind him and he kind of flicks his leg to try and hit the ball towards a goal to to the target. And it, it's a good goal, but I think the disappointment is is. Um, the marking and, and the header that Dan Byrne wins, even though it's very difficult to mark him because of his size, maybe just make it a little bit more difficult for him. And then from that moment, you know, Salas, who gets caught on the ball because of that press from, I think it's from Willock, um, Newcastle break, the ball gets pulled back. Shelby should actually do a lot better, but doesn't get his strike off. I think it eventually falls to, to Matty Target on the edge of the box, who has a strike. And then Salas, who makes up for that and gets a clearance off the line. So, I think Southampton were just caught a little bit cold in that second half um, and Newcastle just kind of jumped on it and maybe sense it look, with a bit more tempo, with a bit more um, discipline, with a bit more purpose, we, we can cause Southampton a few more problems. And they really did that at the, at the start of the second half. But then Southampton worked their way back in the game. But like I said, it's very, very difficult when Newcastle are in that lead and they're happy just to settle for that it's difficult to break down a disciplined defence like Newcastle at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Southampton did see a lot of the ball again after that, but struggled to create anything substantial. Adam, do you think like the lack of clear-cut chances will be a bit of a concern? Um, I mean, it was a concern in this game. Is it a concern really going forward? Probably doesn't really feel like it at this moment in time, I would say, given everything. Um just, just a bit disappointing. I mean, it's when you see Brozier go off and you feel like he's kind of not really been in the game, that's disappointing because obviously he's he's your real your real gun if you're Saints and you, and you need him in the game. You need to be supplying him with with what he requires, and, and they couldn't quite do that today. I th- I agree with Dean. I think Stuart Armstrong was was very very good today, but the Saints really struggled to get the ball into meaningful positions where, where they were able to execute in, in that final third. And you have to give Newcastle some credit. They made it incredibly difficult for Saints. One, what we know about Eddie Howe as a manager is he's extremely diligent um, and, and he does his homework and he puts together very good game plans to take on opposition. 
And he did that with Saints tonight. He, he'd obviously studied them, looked very carefully, and he found ways to neutralise them tonight um, as, as a team and, and individual in the one-on-one battles as well. Um, and, and his players went out and executed his plans very well tonight, and that made it difficult uh, for Saints. And they just didn't quite manage to find that flash of inspiration that they needed to break Newcastle down. So will Ralph be disappointed? Yes. Is there any cause for concern because of it? I don't really think so at this stage. Dean, Ralph made some changes in a bid to booster the attack, bringing on Adam Armstrong, Shane Long and Musa Gineppo, but not really too much to show from it. No, not massively. I thought Adam Armstrong looked quite sharp in moments when he came on. He had that moment on the right-hand side where he cut him really sharply and had that strike of his left foot. And there was a moment out wide where he pretended to to shoot or cross and cut back in and and drag the ball down the line and, and, and almost got a dangerous cross in. So there there was moments. Same with Gineppo, got in some one on one situations. Maybe again, like we've questioned that that end ball, that little bit of quality and that vital moment to to pick a teammate out or to to get a strike at goal. And, and Shane Long very very difficult when. Newcastle were camped in and you know you've got strong a strong centre half like Dan Byrne who's physically strong and very very powerful in the air it's it was difficult for them to get into the game but like Adam said it was difficult for Southampton to get into some meaningful situations and dangerous situations tonight because of Newcastle I, I, I believe it was difficult for the the two centre forwards to combine. There was no room in behind for, for Brozier. There was no chance for Shea and Brozier to combine or that run from a midfield player. There just wasn't the space there for, for Southampton to do it. It was either going to come from a set piece, uh, a mistake from Newcastle, but there was half opportunities. But no, the, the substitutes didn't really make the impact that the manager would have wished tonight, I, I must admit. I mean, the result means that Southampton do slip a place in the Premier League table down to 10th. Adam, it's, it's obviously not a disaster, but clearly not the direction we want to be going in. No, I think it always feels a bit flat when you've had such a great run and this upward trajectory, and then you kind of have the feeling that you've taken a little step back. Um, but perhaps it was inevitable, you know, in fairness, when you look at how competitive the Premier League is and... Uh, Saints don't have a, a Man City or Liverpool type squad where you think, well, it's okay because they'll just blast through those games where they, they perhaps have a little dip. Um, I, I guess the thing is they just need to be a little bit cautious if you're talking about the table now. Uh, when you look above now, like eighth upwards have obviously disappeared into the distance. So there's only a, there's not that much wiggle room above them to get up the table. But looking down the table now, Newcastle are only four points behind them. Um, in 14th so you've got to go careful because you could if, if your run extended or you had a patchy month month and a half then yeah you're going to be looking at suddenly lower mid table rather than top half of the table and that's be fair that's what we all want um, I think we feel it's very achievable for them still they're still in 10th even after this which goes to show you know the, how good the results they put together were that they are still in the top half of the table uh, and we just want them to see it out now in the remainder of the season. But they're, they're, at the end of the day, they've got points on the board. They are 10th. They're in pole position. So it's kind of theirs, theirs to, to gain, theirs to grab, really. So um, they just got to make sure they put this behind them. And, and Watford coming up at the weekend feels like a perfect opportunity to do that. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hassenhutel now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Ralph, you obviously don't lose too many here at home, but what are your thoughts on how that one went tonight? 
not necessary that we lose this game today, I must say, because we had uh, enough opportunities to score today. We had good chances. It was tough against a deep defending opponent. And when you then concede two easy goals, then it's always tough. But I think uh, in the end, uh, yeah, we haven't uh, been clinically enough today. Yeah, you're slightly disappointed not to have gone in at half-time, obviously only at one all, given that you did seem to have much the better of it compared to them in that first 45. Yeah, I didn't have a lot. And we had, and we couldn't uh, take these opportunities. Yeah, in a moment it's a little bit harder because uh, we don't score these goals and then you concede easy ones and that make it, makes it difficult to win. It is only, of course, a second home defeat of the season and here we are in pretty much the middle of March. How much perspective does that put on the disappointment of tonight? Never, never nice to lose a game at home, um, especially a game like this today where we haven't been the worst team, I think. But yeah, you see, it's always tough in the Premier League and uh, when you concede the easy goals and don't score your goals yourself, then it's always tough. Dean, it'd be great to get your thoughts on how you're feeling ahead of that match. We're back here again at St Mary's um, and as Adam said, we, we welcome Watford this time. Well, a great opportunity for Southampton. We've had a response from, from the Aston Villa game in terms of a performance tonight. Now I think the players and the manager will be looking for a response in terms of performance and a result. And I think that's really important against Watford. I think they've lost 4-0 again tonight, so their confidence is going to be low, but also they'll be fully aware that they need to win games if they're going to have any chance of survival. So it's a Premier League game. It will be competitive. But I've said it many times before. I think it's Southampton concentrating on themselves, putting in that, the performance and, and reaching the levels that they can. They're a com- they can compete against anyone in, in this league. They really, really can. And they've proven that this, that this season. And also it's the game before the FA Cup. So it would be nice to get a result, um, a really good performance, um, and you know, see another brilliant atmosphere at St Mary's and a win for Southampton. So it's a good fixture for Southampton. It really is. And if they perform like they did tonight, with just a little bit more creativity, then they will be more than fine. Yeah, Watford second from bottom, as Dean said, a heavy defeat, 4-0 tonight against Wolves. Is this a good time to be playing them then, Adam? Yeah, I mean, you can't pick really a much better time. They've just, you know, a few days before you play them, they've just been hammered 4-0 and they're, they're floundering around at the bottom and, and they look on their knees and virtually sunk, to be honest. Um, they are they are in last chance to them, I guess, which does make them dangerous to a certain extent because they kind of have, they're almost at the point where they've got nothing to lose now. Um, because the, as it stands, they're going to get relegated. So they, they need to do something special, but that's exactly the point. They haven't really done that all season, which is why they're where they are. Um, so there's obviously an opportunity to take advantage of that. Uh, I imagine that they will be relatively open because they have to be, because they have to score some goals to, to get out of the mess they're in. Um I think if they come and shut up shop, I actually think that's probably not too bad for Southampton, frankly, because I think they'll have the quality to to win out. So I think Watford will have to open up, even if it's later in the game. Um, and I think the Saints will get some chances. Uh, and I think the, the players there are good enough that they'll put them away. So I, I, I mean, I know they've lost two in a row, but I'm pretty optimistic that they'll they'll turn that around this weekend and get three points on the board again. Absolutely. Uh, Well, Dean, Adam, always a pleasure to have you with us on the show. Thanks for your company. And thank you to those of you who have tuned in to Saints Live and the final whistle as well. As we've mentioned, we go again here at St Mary's on Sunday. That's a two o'clock kickoff to take on Watford. So we'll be live from 12.45. We'll see you then. Take care.